Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Barron, on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Co-hosts of the Rafino and Joe Show, Joe DeLeon, college and pro football analyst and also covers the NFL Draft. Joe, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Joe, i got two guys I'd like to have your opinions on. Um, he didn't get to play much in the latter part of this season because of an injury. But, man, I'm a, I'm a big believer. Makai Wingo, how good of a player he is. And I'm not sure Makai isn't a better, like, if you're playing in a 3-4, he's an end. Uh, he's not going to play on the nose. But your thoughts on Makai Wingo and, and Michael Pratt from Tulane. And, and Bob and I were talking about Spencer Rattler. You can give your thoughts on Spencer also. But, uh, you know, with Pratt, he, he dealt with a lot of injuries this year. I think we saw uh, a version of him that wasn't quite 100%. But you're not going to be 100% in the NFL either. So your thoughts on Michael Pratt and Makai Wingo? Yeah, Wingo, to start off with, uh, that you brought up there, his – Whenever he wasn't available for LSU, you really noticed that difference in the defensive line play, just in general, for how up and down LSU was defensively. He was such a a key, important part. And it's difficult that they're going to have to figure out who are going to be the faces of that defensive line in the future. And I think what has made him such a strong prospect is just the power that he brings to the position. And then also, he's got very underrated foot speed. That That's something that you really look for in defensive tackles, and it's something that uh, I always really covet when I'm watching guys is how quick their feet are, how quickly they can move. You brought up, though, Michael Pratt. I, I'm a very, very big fan of his. I, I keep bringing him up whenever people ask me, who's the Brock Purdy of the class? Who's the guy who could be drafted as a backup? And then out of nowhere, he's a starter. I think that Michael Pratt can be that guy because he is just such an experienced cerebral, easy decision-maker. He gets the ball out really quickly, and I think that his arm isn't the biggest. It's probably more down the middle of the pack, if not on the the lower end side of this class. But he is able to make up for it with quick decision-making. I will always bank on these types of guys to turn out to be really good backup quarterbacks, but it wouldn't shock me that a guy like Michael Pratt doesn't end up becoming a, a starter because somebody gets hurt and he steps in and he just does so well that maybe he takes over the job or somebody in the future goes and trades for him. Maybe it could be like a Nick Mullins type of a situation where we've seen Mullins get a lot of opportunities uh, to start and to play uh, when he first started things out with the San Francisco 49ers. But I'm a very big fan of Michael Pratt, and I think that he could do some great things in the NFL. 
You know, uh, when you everyone's looking for edge rushers or to get after the quarterback, uh, I want to ask you about a couple of these guys. Mike and I, uh, to tell you, we're talking about this. Uh, look, at, in the two years, you know, transfer portal, you look at name, image, and likeness, NIL, but he transfers from FCS, uh, University of Albany. You look at uh, the uh, uh, verse. Jared Verse. Uh, Jared Verse. I'm looking at, okay, you were talking about taking advantage of opportunity. He records 18 sacks, 29 tackles for loss. We see him. We saw him play against LSU. Now, I he gave Will Campbell <laughs> more problems than anybody I've seen in two years. And, and, and Will Campbell, Mike, you, you, you said he's, <laughs> he's a, a stud. stud. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, J- Jared Verse for me is, is in that conversation is the top edge in the class. And I think one could argue maybe he is the best edge player. And I have him right up against Dallas Turner uh, for different reasons, for different play styles. But what, what makes Jared Verse so dangerous is the power that he brings to the position. He is not as bendy as the conventional edge prospect, uh, but he still is able to run the you know the outside track. But what has made him just such a problem to deal with is when he gets inside guys' chests and he punches in on them, he is just too strong to keep up with. And we don't see a lot of edge rushers come into the league with this type of power uh, early on. And I think that he could be one of those guys that gets drafted in the middle or the end of the first round. And his impact is felt immediately as a rookie. And you, you talked about though, the one thing that sold me was the way that he gave such a battle to Will Campbell. And we yeah. know that Campbell is going to be a first round pick uh, next year. I am just unbelievably blown away from a guy like that. And it, it's crazy to think that in high school, he was primarily a tight end. He was barely recruited. He ends up at Albany in the CAA where I played, and now he's going to go on to be a top 15 pick. Joe, don't poo-foo the tight end, the guy sitting across from me. I think he, they were recruiting him as a tight end, too, at one time. No, I was like tight end, free safety. I never played quarterback till my senior year in high school because the other quarterback we had would sprint out, even though the receivers open would just take off and run. <laughs> How about we just throw it now and then? So I'm playing free safety my junior year in high school. I had eight interceptions. So so uh, that my high school coach, Coach Ralph Perry, says, Bob, if we can just throw a little bit, I, I, I think we could take advantage of defenses because we ran two tight end T formation. We do cross bucks and all that. And he goes like, and this is Coach O's on the offensive line. He's a junior. I'm a senior. You go, we don't get three and a half yards a run. We suck. He goes, I don't care how fast the other team is. If they don't have the ball, they can't score. So we'd have these long, meticulous drives that would eat up like a whole quarter and all that. And, you know, I'd only throw like 10 times a game. You go seven for 10 or whatever. And then, you know, linebackers in high school, I told Mike this, they're not linebackers in high school because they can pass coverage. They dare to run right. support, and if you do play action, the tight end dragon's always wide open. So it was like, <laughs> and, and then so before I went to Northwest Louisiana, Joe, you like this story that how like I coached to play quarterback in high school, just throw to whoever you think's open. <laughs> like what is that? And then I go to Northwest Louisiana. My head coach then, uh, Al Williams, had Billy Laird and Joe Ferguson. We ran the Buffalo Bills offense. So Joe Ferguson was there before Jim Kelly. You know, he played 17 years in the NFL. He showed me three-step, five-step, uh, even they had seven-step drop back then, cover two, cover three, all the different coverages. So I was so raw, I was like a sponge. And then he developed uh, the first year I ever played starting quarterback 
I'm like second team All American behind Neil Lomax of Portland State in the run and shoot. <laughs> I mean, I'm throwing the Mark awesome. Su- I'm throwing the Mark Super Duper set all kind of records with Dan Marino. Joe Delaney's my <laughs> running back. So talk about being at the right place. The right time. Uh, I know I'm going off on a little tangent. Mike, how did I even uh, start talking about No, that? because he brought up the tight end position. Oh, the tight end, yeah. So I've been tight that, that's end. That's what Jared Verse was uh, yeah, in yeah. high school. Uh, tight end, uh, you know, free safety, whatever. You just want to play football. And then, uh, you know, when it helps when, you know, Joe, your favorite sport could be, you know, a different sport. I thought basketball practice was always fun because you didn't get beat up. But then you, you play football, and when you go from 5'8", 115 pounds to 6'2", 190, all of a sudden you start liking football because uh, you're just bigger. <laughs> but um, the, the, the question, to, and Mike and, and, and Joe, they, they, I don't know. This is one of the most unusual success stories that I've ever – I'm going to probably butcher his name. It's probably Polynesian or something from UCLA. Lalutu Latu, is that how you say it? I did pretty good. Latu Latu. Okay, Latu. Yeah. Uh, when I see this guy, he's so by productive in his final two years at UCLA, what he led the country in tackles for loss. You might say, what's well, UCLA, who they playing? But this is still UCLA. Led the country in tackles for a loss in last season, 21 and a half. And, and in two years at UCLA, he recorded 23 and a half sacks, five forced fumbles, a couple of interceptions. Okay, that's unbelievable numbers. But then all of a sudden, when I look at it, uh, he was checked. Uh, he was checked out basically because he had a neck injury that he medically retired in 2020 at Washington. Uh, uh, what? That's like okay. Uh, my neck's hurting so much. I don't think I want to play football anymore. And then you do this in the next two seasons. Uh, that, that's the most success story I've ever heard from a physical standpoint. Joe, I don't know about you, but I think he's the best technician of all the edge rushers. Oh yeah, I, I don't think I, he's I, even I close either. Yeah, and, and to talk about the the neck issue, it, it's such a it, it, it's so complicated to just to try and come back and play from something like that. So I totally agree that his story is it's really a positive one. But at the same time, at the NFL Combine this week, I think we're going to really find out how serious that injury was because during these medical rechecks, that's going to be really important for his draft stock. But you talked about him being a technician; he is an unbelievable, technically refined pass rusher. He works with one of the best uh, pass rush coaches out there here in Los Angeles, and he just shows up prepared with an amazing plan on every single rep. He's got a very deep move set. He is not as athletically gifted as a guy like Dallas Turner or Jared Verse, but the, the technique and the intent and the tenacity, the motor, all of that is going to earn him an early contribution in the NFL. For whatever reason, he feels like a Baltimore Raven, which is such an easy cliche to say that you know the Ravens are going to. I mean, that's it. all they need. They had well, sixty no, sacks no, last yeah, year. Yeah, it's like Joe the Rich get richer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, one of the guys I really like, and it was so funny when we were doing the pregame for the Missouri game. I brought up Darius Robinson, um, and you know, Herb Tyler was man. You know, I haven't really heard that much about Darius Robinson. I said, man, he's really good. So we, you know, we watching the game, and then we got to do post game. He's like, man, Mike Darius Robinson, man, he was really, really good. You know, what he reminds me of uh, it's a guy Bob would know really well, Wayne Martin. Oh, uh, that's who uh, uh, Darius uh, Robinson reminds uh, uh, me of coming out of Arkansas. And then he had a long career with the Saints. 
He reminds me a lot of Wayne because Wayne was a defensive end at Arkansas and he played defensive tackle, defensive end with the Saints. Similar to Darius in a lot of ways and they sort of built alike. Yeah, and he's such a massive hulking presence. And the, the thing that I like about Robinson is the versatility that he brings to the position because early on at Mizzou, he was playing a lot inside yep. and they were moving him around a ton. And then finally – this past year, Blake Baker decided to say, okay, we're going to solely use you out on the edge and, and you're going to go to work. It's a little similar to Latu in the way that he's, he's not as bendy, he's not as short area explosive as the top two guys, but what makes him such a challenge is his length. And then on top of that, the move set, the motor, the aggressiveness, it feels like you're getting into a fight every single time that you have to go uh, up against a guy like Robinson. I really understand and see after the Senior Bowl why he could end up in the back end of the first round. I think more realistically, he's probably going to go in the beginning of the second round. But he just feels like a really steady player that maybe doesn't become a 15-sack guy, but it's just a really, really good secondary rusher for a starting defense. That's Wayne Martin. That's yeah, what that, Wayne that, did that, with that, the Saints. Uh, very, very similar. Uh, Jarius Monroe did not get invited to the combine, but big fan of his. I saw him in high school at East St. John, and he starts out at Nichols, and he transfers to, to Tulane, and he was the most valuable player in the East-West Shrine game. And also he won the, uh, I think, the award for the best practice player throughout that process. Man, watching him play, Jarius Monroe can play in this league. I, I got no doubt about it. And sometimes you get a guy that sort of slips through the cracks a little bit. But a little bit on Jarius Monroe, who I think is an NFL corner and a pretty doggone good one. And I think with Monroe, what's going to help him getting drafted maybe somewhere late on day three is his size. He's six foot two, two oh five. That is exactly what you're looking for for a back end depth player. Uh, at defensive back. You you want guys that have the length and uh, the height, the weight to play on special teams. I really think, and I love the way that you talked about how uh, he was a standout player during the week of practice. Monroe, for me, could be one of those guys that just works really hard in practice, finds himself onto a roster, sticks for a long period of time, and just busts his butt every single time that uh, he's asked to go down and cover a kick or he's asked to go block on on a punt return. I think Monroe definitely fits that description. I think what's going to be interesting is how this and comes out of the comment because none of them are going to work out the top uh, receivers, and I don't know if Marvin Harrison Jr. is even going to be in there. But I think it's a closer race for the number one spot at, at wide receiver than people give credit. I think Malik Neighbors is right on the heels of Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, most people... They, so, so, Mike, you're not just being a homer on that no, one? Hell no. Okay. No, uh, no I'm telling you the truth. No, okay. uh, if okay. I felt differently, I would tell you differently. Uh, okay. But Malik Neighbors, I think, is one of these guys that when you watch him and how well he can run a route and he sets you up and he gets separation, he's tough, he'll go over the middle. And then you say, man, Malik Neighbors ain't that fast till you try to catch him in the open field. And he takes off. Well, that was like Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice didn't know he was football fast. You know, everybody looks at the party time. But how many times you saw Joe Montana hit Jerry Rice on a slant and they weren't catching him? I mean, what? So I still fast. think Marvin Harrison Jr. will be the first receiver picked. But I think right after that, 
Malik Neighbors gets picked. And I think he's going to edge out Roma Dunsey uh, from Washington. A lot of people like Rome, and I do too. I think he's a really good player. And I think he's a guy that can come in and start right away. But I think being overlooked, Malik Neighbors, how good he is. Yeah, I think for me, Neighbors has definitely solidified himself as that, that lock to be the second receiver uh, taken in this year's draft. And it's for everything that you just talked about. He, he's not – He's not a big receiver. He, he's right around six foot. I'm curious to see what his exact measurements end up being at the combine. But what makes him so dangerous is how little speed he loses on his cut. <laughs> That's true. Out that stuff is unbelievable to keep up with. But the thing that is going to really earn him um, really high praise in his early career in the NFL is his after-the-catch ability. I mean, this is a guy who's just going to completely burn you with the football in his hands. He reminds me, and it's a, it's a little bit of a lazy comparison because they both played at LSU, but like I, I see so many comparisons between him and Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ maybe had a little bit better hands and with the crazy catches that he was able to make, but I see a lot of similarities, and I wouldn't be shocked if Neighbors doesn't jump on the scene immediately uh, and end up being a guy who is a 1,000-yard receiver as a rookie. You know why? He'll probably end up with the Giants. Don't they have a love for LSU receivers? Yeah, yeah. The, the track record. <laughs> the track record says it. So, so, so Joe, what about um, because the tight end position? Okay. Uh, and then, you know, Mike and I were talking about this during the season. You look at a contribution. Obviously, we know about Kelsey with the Chiefs, Kittle with the 49ers. You look at Sam Laporta with the Lions. Then I look at TJ Hawkinson was with the Lions. Then he goes to the Vikings. And he's, and he, the, he's still catching passes and, and, against the, the Saints. Saints. He burned the Saints. So when I look at Brock Bowers, it's about a playmaker. What scored thirty-one uh, total touchdowns? He had uh, right at twenty-seven hundred yards of scrimmage in three seasons. Do you think? Uh, where do you think Brock Bowers? Uh, what is the value? Because Mike thinks sometimes that if the Saints have fourteen, Brock Bowers is there. That the Saints should take him. Yeah, I certainly think that should be on the table for the Saints if he makes it that far because right now they just need to keep accumulating weapons in order to make uh, Derek Carr more comfortable. But I, I think what makes him so unique, there's this this stigma that's running around right now that um, tight ends in the first round are not worth it. You point to all of these examples of yes, with that. Kyle Pitts and uh, Noah Fan, T.J. Hawkinson and Tyler Eifert, all these guys that didn't really work out. But I, I just I point to the fact that Brock Bowers is so unique compared to any of these guys. He is so dominant after the catch. He is a vertical threat for how big he is, and he could run in the low four fours. He is that fast. And what makes him even more well-rounded is that he is very physical and aggressive blocker, and I think that he could develop into the most well-rounded tight end in the NFL. That is what makes him so unique. He would be really a nice fit for the Saints if he's still on the board. I'm a little worried, though, that there's so many teams picking in the top 12 or so picks that would want to take that chance on him that maybe already have decent receivers that just want that extra piece. And like one that stands out the most to me is the Chargers potentially taking him at fifth overall. Joe, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate it, bud. Great stuff. Of course. Thanks for having me. All Thank right. You, Joe. Joe DeLeon, NFL and college football analyst on the Joe and Rafino Show. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.